Once again, this is Chris from Lamebot, and today we are here with another customer story. And today is a very special one. I don't always say this, but um, yeah, you'll understand why in just a moment. So today with us, uh, we have Nick Scott, who's the head of digital at Doctors Without Borders, Spain. Hi, Nick. Hi, hi. So um, uh, maybe you can introduce yourself uh, and your organization and what you do. So I believe everyone knows what Doctors Without Border is, um, Medicos Sin Fronteras for Spanish-speaking countries. But if you can introduce, uh, well, yourself, your role and, and, and what you do at Doctors Without Borders, that would be great. Sure. Um, so I'm uh, Nick Scott. I'm head of digital in Doctors Without Borders Spain and effectively um, as as you say, Doctors Without Borders is uh, running operations in humanitarian crises um, across the world. Um, and uh, from Barcelona, a certain number of those are run directly from the offices in Barcelona, or they're, they're kind of uh, managed from the offices in Barcelona. Mm -hmm. So I work, uh, I have two kind of aspects to my role. One aspect is that I support uh, when when issues come up or questions come up around how, how to do digital in operational contexts. Uh, I have a member of, of a team and I support teams in, for example, how to use Facebook to engage local populations and so on. And probably the much larger side of my role at the moment is, um, is focused on Spain itself. So uh, working with our fundraising department, our communications department, and also our uh, HR department to help them in, in, terms of achieving their objectives uh, within Spain um, using digital tools, digital channels, um, digital ways of working. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like the perfect position to hold a lame body count. And um, yeah, I was saying that this is very special because uh, I happen to be a, a, a uh, partner of uh, Doctors Without Borders for three years now. It's crazy how, you know, you start collaborating with uh, such an organization and Three years in, you 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 realize that you are able to you know collaborate in a deeper way and then be able to well make uh, the world a better place. Uh, even if it sounds like a topic, but it's it's super exciting, and I'm I'm really really happy to be here with you, Nick. And and well, you telling us more about how you how, what your experience with 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 conversational experiences been like. So um, I would love to start with with for, for the beginning. Um, you're the, the head of digital for Doctors Without Borders in Spain. Uh, what, um, what are the, the, the classic set of tools that you normally use uh, for all those uh, important initiatives like fundraising and getting partners and getting donations? So before, uh, before Lambot came in, uh, we can talk about that later. So what was your, your setup like? I, I assume it was like social media and also newsletters. If you can tell us a bit more about what, um, what was your stack like uh, before Lambot and how you came up with this idea of, you know, taking it a step further and trying out different uh, approaches to, to experiences? Sure. Um, I mean, uh, as you'd expect, we have all of the basics, uh, a large amount of our, our of our um, income in terms of donations and, and mm -hmm. new, um, new members joining. Uh, come through the website. Um, uh, <laughs> MSF in Spain is a very uh, 
very large NGO. It's one of those kind of top NGOs in Spain. Um, and that means that we we receive a lot of uh, spontaneous um, people signing up who hear read about mm-hmm. us in in the press or so on. So a large part of our of our effort is focused on the website um, mm-hmm. to kind of collect and channel that interest into ways of collaborating with MSF. Um, we also have a very uh, very strong um, social media presence. We um, we have strong accounts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as you'd expect. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we've been kind of we've ex- been expanding in the last uh, year to look at new channels and how we can use new channels. We're testing uh, this year. We d- decided to look a lot more in detail at messaging and messaging related channels, um, mm-hmm. and so we've been running um, pilots of. Uh, regular donor acquisition through Facebook Messenger, for example, that which actual conversations, not bots in that case, um, with real mm-hmm. people. Um, and and also looking at things like chatbots as part of it. Um, so I think, I mean, I think I would say that the digital team at MSF Spain is less than three years old. Um, we've spent mm-hmm. a lot of the first while on reviewing our getting the basics right getting the infrastructure in place making sure that the um I mean, we, we still have to do a, a new website but uh working on the mm-hmm. current website and uh bringing our social media engagement levels up to scratch and growing our base and so on and and this year has been a year where we've still got work to do on that but we started to look at at new and exciting uh opportunities um that could build the base for the future um, and mm-hmm. the, the also a key part of of my role is it's not to grow a large digital team; it's to introduce uh, change into other teams and offer and let them connect um, tools that they didn't know maybe existed or certainly weren't didn't know mm-hmm. how they work and um, connect that into their work. Um, so that that was that's kind of been one of my key focuses to try and find. N- try and find things that work for um, recruitment, that work for engaging existing donors, which is a very big part of our, our work. We have nearly 500,000 regular donors in Spain, so it's a large base to, to be talking mm-hmm. to. Um, and also, obviously, um, uh, trying to persuade and inspire others to, to become regular donors and to deepen their commitment to, to MSF and, and effectively to the people that we're, we're supporting in the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super interesting. You're like in the in the front line of uh, testing out new new approaches, new technologies, new new new, new tools, and, and sharing with the with the rest of the team in MSF, and that's that that's great. So you you mentioned the, an experiment or a pilot, one of them with Messenger uh, that involved uh, like real humans uh, on 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 chat. So what um what was your 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 experience with uh, with instant messaging in general. I mean, not only with chatbots, that pilot with Messenger, and and what made you think, all right, it might be a good time to explore chatbots, to explore these automations that can help us scale up our our communications. So you can tell us a bit more about that. Well, I mean, I'd love to say that the MSF in Spain is is a early adopter of things, but I don't think <laughs> necessarily are. I think I don't think that's necessarily our role. Actually, I think. Uh, the saying um, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery a lot of <laughs> it definitely holds true <laughs> a lot of the things that we've done we've not done because uh, we were the first to do it we, we one of the things i try to do is make sure i'm i'm abreast of what 
is going on and what people are trying in different countries and take things that sound interesting and sound like they might um, mm -hmm. work for us and, and try them here. So uh, the regular donor acquisition through Messenger, that's a, camp, a project that um, I first heard about through Greenpeace UK and uh, mm -hmm. considering the focus we have within Spain on on conversations as a way of of converting interest you know we have lots and lots of people that running for, uh, that are face-to-face -face fundraisers we have a large telemarketing team it felt like it might mm -hmm. be something where where we have the capacity and we just need to understand better how to bring that capacity to bear on 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 the channel um mm -hmm. things like chatbots as well i mean we we'd run a very home home built chatbot last year it within messenger just as a test to learn a little bit about it um but we we were coming to the coming to a point where we knew that i mean i think that the, one of the things we learned from that test was the technology can exist but there's an mm -hmm. art to it there's an art to the conversation sometimes there's an art to to the flow there's an art to keeping people engaged and to to thinking the kinds of things that work best and how to how to structure that conversation and mm -hmm. so actually our interest in chatbots came more because someone came uh, an agency came to us with that experience and that expertise um and less on the less on the technology side and i think that that's quite important sometimes uh, it's very easy to jump into things just because technology exists actually uh, mm -hmm. sometimes the, the support is not where you might traditionally expect it you don't need support so much in using their technology you need support in understanding the strategy and the the way to do it well <laughs> yeah that's you made a very interesting point um because i think that uh, what's happening with chatbots today happened with websites some time ago like uh, maybe 10 to 20 years ago having a website was the thing i mean it doesn't really matter if you get a you know a strategy around it or if you even created a nice website, a website that converts or that provides the right information. And I think that that's sort of what, what's been happening with chatbots in the past years. Like it was a new thing. It was a new technology. Everybody wanted to have one, but they might not, you know, think um, more in the future. Like what, what are chatbots here for? What's the conversation? What's the purpose of these conversations? Uh, should I? Uh, and you should definitely constantly iterate it and 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 plug it into your your strategy rather than having it as a standalone. So you can you know release a press kit and say yeah we we use chatbots. So uh, you mentioned that you you discovered or well you uh, rediscovered chatbots uh, through through an agency. I think I know who you're talking about. And um, and what was the those the, the first impression like? Um, how were chatbots reintroduced to you guys? And and what you thought it could be interesting for so i guess i guess uh the agency as as often happens with good agencies they it was they pitched to us um and mm -hmm. it was they, they initiated the conversation um and i think the thing that i took away from it from the conversation was um was that, that i felt we were they'd made that jump that to understand not just uh not just the technology but also the the sector they understood um mm -hmm. they understood the specificities of 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 donation as a as a particular ask or of lead generation but within the the not for profit sector and what what we what we're trying to do with leads the kinds of um promise we can make to a potential lead or to a potential donor um and 
and then they they, they had a very strong sense of understanding of how um how both language but also um uh data and analysis can are, are essential to making a chatbot a success so i think i felt very mm-hmm. um i felt confident after meeting them that that uh we t- together we could lay out a path um to to using chatbots in a way that was going to allow us to, to we would know how to iterate we'd know we'd we'd start with a good a good product i i we'd start with a a chat that works well that's very very well thought through in terms of the flow of conversation and how to use different aspects of of um marketing and conversational marketing to to uh, grip people and then to keep their interest and keep them engaged um and then to ask them to take action potentially um <laughs> and so I, I i was very excited um at that point i think it, uh, <laughs> I, I do get excited by new things that's just something that comes <laughs> comes for me um but i was i i got excited because i because it's actually just as important as having a new thing is having a, a route to to taking that forward and you know within the conversation with them they they were very clear on the the pros and cons of of different ways of doing about doing it we talked about uh for example doing things directly in facebook messenger or in in other tools we talked a little bit about things like whatsapp and and mm-hmm. so we had a kind of a very strong conversation that that helped me to to identify where where i could immediately fit chatbots into our work and where it where it kind of fitted what we fit the objectives we had fitted the kind of flexibility and the kind of um uh the kind of a, a strategic approach we have I mean, just to mm-hmm. elaborate on that i think one of the one of the things that we as an organization have to have have tried to work to work hard to um develop is links between how we communicate and how we fundraise in mm-hmm. in the world of broadcast um fundraising quite often was a very um focused tv ad or a very focused uh, poster where where mm-hmm. the ask is central uh you have maybe i mean and this is not so much msf but you have the kind of uh the the poster of the emaciated child um from africa you know the, the the everyone has that image in their mind and yeah. what you're actually doing is you're just doing the ask you're not really doing anything to to raise awareness of what's behind the problems to engage people to tell stories that story is untold that child's story is untold um and you're using it as you're using a child in i think not a positive way the thing that i mm-hmm. uh, appreciated about um the potential of chatbots is actually the way that you can much more than a, a landing of a website or anything else you can you can respond to how you can tell the story and respond to what the person who's reading the story or interacting with the story uh what they what they say what they how they respond you can tell more if they're interested or if they if they're keen to jump to action you can jump them to action I think that kind of flexibility mm-hmm. for me really felt like a a good match to what we're trying to do in terms of combining communications and and fundraising so that we we bring in people as uh, donors and regular donors 
because they understand um, not just uh, how they how their money um, or their support helps, but also because they really understand where it's going and how how it's going to be used and what the need is. They understand the story behind the need. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean I I completely agree with you. I think that every I mean, all of us uh, have this image in this head, like, yeah, this sort of ad or poster or TV ad where you see exactly that, like a lot of poverty and you just, um, you're, or you're called to action, uh, but without much, much context. And um, yeah, and I completely agree that the power of stories of being able to engage at different levels, because there might be some people that are willing to donate straight away, but some others might need these or that so if we are able to curate that, that content and deliver it in a well in the most efficient way possible that's definitely gonna gonna make the difference so, so let's try to link this up with um um with, with conversational experiences or chatbots and what your your ideas were after this conversation with, with your agency and all these new possibilities that you had in place like what, what was the first thing you thought or, or or what was the first project you wanted to to try these on so um, I guess the first project, I mean, I'm going to now talk about February 2020, which is uh, which <laughs> feels like a world away from from where yeah. we are now. Um, so back then, uh, we we were thinking of using chatbots as a we we didn't know exactly what we would do, um, but we were planning to release um, a letter to donors and also a, a series of online um content pieces and i think it was around uh hiv um but i can't remember mm -hmm. what it it was around some aspect of our hiv of and 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 hiv treatment operations and so mm -hmm. es essentially at that point we'd penciled in the idea that uh we could do something more interactive for our donors we could do we could um tell the story in a different way uh, for our donors using a chatbot, so it was, it, I, I don't know where it would have gone because we didn't get to the design the design process, but it mm -hmm. probably would have been some element of kind of choose your own adventure type type um, uh, decision trees and asking people to mm -hmm. to decide and maybe maybe with quiz elements. I'm not not entirely sure, but that's kind of where our thinking was at. That we could do something to tell to engage our donors in a different way to any way that we'd done it previously. Um, mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. obviously, uh, March 2020 came around and, um, and we had not yet signed a contract with uh, the chatbot agency. We were planning to do that in April, but they got in contact very shortly after um, Spain went into lockdown and, mm -hmm. um, and said, you well asked, asked uh, as others did is there a, is there something you want to do your your msf had, by this point was looking at becoming active in spain and actually opening mm -hmm. operations in spain for the first time ever um mm -hmm. so treating spain as a humanitarian emergency which was something that we'd never uh, well we'd never we'd never expected to be necessary mm -hmm. frankly um yeah. And it's not just Spain. Other countries in Europe have also had MSF active, um, and and in, indeed in in America too. Um, and mm -hmm. more or less at around the same time, we were noticing two things. We were noticing um, uh, a lot of a lot of 
conversations among our uh, followers and on social around mental health, uh, anxiety, and so on. And we're also noticing um, internally our psycho uh, psychological support unit. We're starting to produce new materials, primarily in the first instance, actually targeted at staff, uh, staff in the offices. Mm-hmm. Um, so using their experience from having worked at, uh, providing psychological support in in the field, in 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 humanitarian conflict mm-hmm. environments, in in other epidemics, past epidemics, um, they were starting to produce new materials, but for staff to help them. Uh, adjust to things like teleworking and the stress and strain of of, of lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of when when the agency got in in contact, um, yeah, we thought, okay, this is an opportunity. Actually, we can do something that um, we have the content uh, ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have clear interest. We also have um, a place to put it where it actually offer a lot of value in that our uh, coronavirus web pages and our epidemic web pages were seeing something in the region of five to 10,000 visits a day. Um, so mm-hmm. we're, they were getting extremely strong search engine positioning at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it had a kind of a lot of traffic. Um, and so we combined all of that and, and, and embarked on the project with the agency to build a mental health chatbot uh, some, using key tips uh, for people who uh, who are in uh, lockdown at home and on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it how you uh, sort of had this initiative internally and and you thought of reutilizing that um, for well for all the community outside of MSF and um, and what was it like? Like, what was um, how was that that process of sort of transforming that content into something interactive and sharing it with the with the audience like what was the creation process like the iteration process the testing um yeah how, how was your experience with this switch i mean let's deliver this content let's do it with a new technology or a new approach and and how was it like i mean we we are obviously very lucky in that we we um, had an agency who know, knew how to do quite a lot of this because, <laughs> quite frankly, I don't think without them we would have arrived, we would have got, got anywhere close. Um, and if, if it had relied a lot on my team, we wouldn't have made it because mm-hmm. the reality is that um, most of the team were completely overwrought with the amount of inf- amount of content we were having to publish, amount of change we were having to to manage. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, everything whether fundraising or comms became somewhat digital. Um, Mm -hmm. We had our face-to-face teams were no longer on the streets. Um, Mm -hmm. Other teams who had been planning to send mail could no longer send a direct mail because obviously the post wouldn't arrive. Um, And so the team had become a a very central part of of our functioning, but also a a bit of a bottleneck. Luckily, Mm -hmm. uh, the agency um were able to take the content and really do a, a, a lovely job at turning it around into something that fits the format. So they they personalized it. They they we connected them to the person who'd written it, who's the head of our psychosocial support unit, who'd written the guide, the one of the initial mm-hmm. guides. 
Um, we showed them a few videos that other parts of, of Doctors Without Borders uh, internationally had released, including one of a psychologist from our Hong Kong uh, team who talked mm -hmm. about some tips. And they kind of combined that all to create a set of, um, I think it's seven or eight, maybe eight, different, mm -hmm. different emotions that people might be feeling. And then a, a, a taking a storytelling approach to, um, to running through how different fictional people dealt with anxiety or stress or insomnia or other, other kind of emotional reactions to, to the situation in which we were living. So, you know, a lot of that work they handled um, and they did a lot of the setup. Um, where we really came in was, was after in terms of um, firstly thinking about how to push it, but then also uh, we realized quite quickly we had something very valuable on our hands in terms of people, people really wanted to use it. And so we created a lot of work uh, for ourselves because we, we mm -hmm. then started trying to sell it as an idea uh, to the rest of the organization and, and had to do a lot of coordination with uh, Portuguese speakers, with mm -hmm. uh, Italian speakers, with other speakers who have all created their own versions of the same uh, chatbot. Um, wow. Because, because it was just so, it, it felt such, it felt like the right response for MSF at this particular point in time and the right thing to do for our, for our supporters who are um who are often there for us and we needed to be there, mm -hmm. there for them yeah yeah that's that's yeah super interesting yeah i personally know the um uh, different chatbots that you uh have created from from sf and and it's it's a brilliant job i i have to tell you and um I wanted to ask you a bit more about what your expectations were like. So you released such a project, um, multi-language, uh, telling stories about a, these different emotions with a, this storytelling approach uh, from the MSF. I mean, you being the head of digital in Spain, what your expectations were like? What were you, <clears throat> what were you measuring? Um, what were you expecting from from these uh, chatbots? Like, were you just looking for conversion, like time on page, or what were the what was the impact you wanted to to have with this initiative compared to other ways of distributing these this sort of content, and what it turned out to be. Um, I I mean, I guess a, a large part of me was very interested in people using it, um, and and <laughs> it, it, getting past that kind of first first couple of engagement yeah. <laughs> metrics making sure that people get past that first conversation quite important for me was was to know that there were a lot of people who clicked through and seen at least one of the emotions um mm -hmm. and and the stories behind one of the emotions that meant that that means that that's been of value to them um mm -hmm. and then and then the second set of of indicators for us were were around leads so um we produced a, a short guide that was a downloadable um, and uh, offer that was sent to people who, who provided their contact details. And we do that because we want to build our supporter base and we want to be able to contact more people who can um, help us in whatever way they can in future. And so I think it, I, it was, uh, for me, it was really important that we, we do these things because we want to be um, 
because we rely on our supporters to to make a difference and so we, mm-hmm. we the way that we help people is by helping our supporters in this case <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and i think it makes uh a ton of sense uh to you know start with the with the basics let's let's guarantee some some engagement that's uh, the the number one thing we should uh go after when implementing new technologies like chatbots and then you know let's move from there and once you guarantee that your users are engaged that they uh understand the format that they want to consume content in that format um then you can just you know keep building the next phases of that funnel and um yeah and ultimately getting leads and probably uh, donors and that's 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 great to hear and um all right, so this project um, is still running, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but I would like to ask you about um, ne- next steps you you got in mind. Maybe it's just iterating this this first project, or maybe you already got some extra ideas uh, in the roadmap. If you can share the audience some of your next steps with with chatbot. Yep. Um, so uh, this this one went very well. Um, uh, the first chatbot that. Um, we had, a, I mean, we had hundred thousand people. I think come through it. Uh, we sent it to wow. our donor list. <laughs> um, uh, we had uh, some particular highlights were um, that a colleague and, of mine and and I both sent it to a our WhatsApp groups for parents in our uh, of our children's classes, and from those mm-hmm. two links, it went to sixteen thousand people via WhatsApp, including. A few thousand in Mexico and Guatemala, so it kind of went WhatsApp wow. viral, um, mm-hmm. which was brilliant. Um, <laughs> so I think it talks to how much it was talking to people's interests at that time. Um, so we we have tried to kind of build on it. Obviously, we part of what we do is we we renew it um, on a regular basis. Uh, initially, uh, the the journey initially started with the stories then a lead and then actually it finished with a donation ask so it asked mm-hmm. um it told a, it, you had a chance to to choose to hear a bit more about the work msf was doing at that point in spain um mm-hmm. and and then a donation ask at the end and more or less we we ran facebook ads for quite a while and more or less the facebook ads were covered by the donations we were receiving so the leads that we were getting before that were effectively um Effectively, we weren't paying for them. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the next, we've just released a second one, um, but uh-huh. this is targeted rather than at um, people and the, about their own stresses. It's targeted about at parents about the stresses their kids can be under. Um, so we've just mm-hmm. exited, or we're exiting lockdown. Um, but a lot of children in in Spain and in in other societies um have not had any um interaction if there's single kids uh kids from single pet uh, families they've had interactions with other with brothers or sisters they've mm-hmm. um, been cooped up at home they've not their school has suddenly finished and this can lead to a whole load of 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 emotional strain too for them but can be quite hard for parents mm-hmm. to deal with so we've just released a chatbot a few days ago that um that tackles this area it's in the same line as the first one, but focused on this one. Um, and in between, we also released a, a another chatbot that was much more um, focused on on a particular fundraising item. And it was um, it was a chatbot to uh, we have a, a, a 
fundraiser platform in MSF um, Spain. Mm -hmm. And uh, the chatbot was to help people very quickly create a, a fundraiser for their birthday. Obviously, a lot of people in lockdown cannot right. receive presents. So mm -hmm. uh, this chatbot was just helped them by asked them their name, asked them to upload a photo, that kind of thing. And then it automatically created a fundraiser for them. The main thinking behind that was that our platform can sometimes be a bit, um, it's not, when you've presented a landing page and there's lots of information, it can be a bit hard to decide whether, whether and how to proceed. And we wanted to try and take as many steps out of the, the journey and mm -hmm. set up the fundraiser with as the minimum amount of information and set it up for them um, so that they can start sharing the fundraiser and getting their friends to participate. So that's where we're at at the moment. Um, and we're looking at now at, at new types of chatbots. We're, we're evaluating whether we do a chatbot for recruitment. So one of the things MSF, MSF is not volunteers, the, the doctors that go to the field. It's, it's um, doctors, um, you know, qualified doctors, professionals, mm -hmm. and nurses, and, and a variety of other non-medical uh, jobs. Um, and so one of the things we're looking at is a chatbot to explain, to, to help guide people through, um, through becoming um, an MS or through applying to become an MSF uh, staff member um mm -hmm. so that's that's one of the next ones we're planning in now so that's that's super interesting nick and i i love the idea of of, of creating chatbots that allow you to well to create a fundraising campaign uh for your birthday or for any other occasion and uh, i think that yeah these sort of initiatives make a lot of sense when you're trying to do things differently and what i love the most is that all the different projects um we've been talking about today are so different. Like it's not only about, you know, getting leads. It's way more than that. It's about building engagement, telling stories. Um, I mean, now we, you were mentioning the, the, the hiring or recruiting part of a chatbot. And I think it's a great use case. And we got many, many companies using Lambot for that. So um, I love to, to, to hear how you're planning to expand. So horizontally, the, the different use cases that a, a, a chatbot can, can cover so so thanks for that um well we can just um finish this this great conversation uh, i don't know if you want to share a, a final message or if you want to tell the audience uh what they can do or where can they go if they want to find out more about msf or doctors without borders um if you can recommend any any resource or or website they can they can visit to collaborate and learn more yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I'm assuming we have people from all around the world. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a definitely going to be an MSF near you. Um, so uh, <laughs> either under the name Doctors Without Borders, Médecins Sans Frontières, Médicos Sin Fronteras, find <laughs> us. Find out more about about work. I mean, the the work of my colleagues um, across the organisation do daily. It's it's incredible work. Um, is incredibly needed. Um, the humanitarian uh, crises that we come into, not always, but sometimes we're the first there, and and we go to places that are that are further and harder to reach. The it's inspiring to um, to see stories of of hospitals being set up in the middle of nowhere. And mm -hmm. the thing that we all have in common as human beings is is our need for health and care and 
and no one, um, whatever the situation, where wherever they're born, what whatever they're born into, really should be denied that um, health and care and and the ability to to live and to live well. Um, and and so that's that's what uh, MSF is there for. It's there to do that. Mm-hmm. It's also there to to ensure that we. Uh, we speak about what we see and that we all understand more about the world that we live in um, and know, uh, know that the, these, uh, these crises exist and know that these stories exist and these people who persevere in the face of all sorts of um, uncertainty and difficulty um, uh, that, that we see in our projects but that, that, and that we are able to thankfully help. Um, but we can only help with, obviously, with support. Um, and support of, of people all around the world. So please do find out more. And if you're willing, uh, a donation um, always goes to to helping save lives and stop suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the greatest cause of all. So thank you so much, Nick. It's been an honor talking to you and well sharing with the world a little bit more about how MSF is using new technologies to to make the world a better place. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. And uh, to everybody else, thanks for being there and um, see you in the next customer story. Bye-bye.